podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. So happy you decided to join us. Before we jump in today, I'd like, first of all, if you're liking these podcasts, if you like this one or the five-minute basketball coaching podcast or high school hoops or the funnel down defense podcast, if you like any of those, go over and check them out. Leave a five-star review. Um, we love sending them out to the world. It's one of the one of my passions in the world is kind of share this game. Um, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish the number one shooting machine on the market. It's easy to set up. It's got great customer service, and they are always on the cutting edge of giving players and coaches what they need. And that's why I love them. They not only give stuff away. If you go over and look at Dr. Dish, is always giving stuff away and sharing with the, with the community. Um, and that's why I want to share them with you. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400 off. That's right, $400 off. Also, go over... And check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. 14-day free trial. No one else does that. No one else gets the cell phone number and, and the email for the runner. No one else is being run by a high school coach for a high school coach. This is what, what I do. This is what I do. I'm not running this other thing. I'm not a businessman. I'm a high school basketball coach trying to help you become a better basketball coach. And to be honest with you, I've done I've done pretty well in my career, and I'd like to share that with other coaches. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the first podcast. of all. The coaches have absolute power, and kids are are not given enough voice on the team. They should have a significant voice on the team, right? And they don't. Yeah, and they don't. And those two things, when you think about it, absolute power and voiceless students is what makes sports ripe for abuse i get i just got a i have a google alert high school coach abuse and i get stuff all over the country every day where people have taken advantage and you know people say you can't change everything because some people do it why well, my response is you do that driving yeah everybody gets into an <laughs> well, accident i think i, I also i also love. think i think power corrupts too in yeah. some respects it does absolutely um uh, yeah power corrupts absolutely my point is these are the table setters so uh and for negative cultures to develop on teams that we see uh, it's it's not that the vast majority do that but the vast majority and i mean almost everyone is missing out on giving kids a superior education by ignoring the sciences that have grown up. Quick history, sports, high school sports, the first public school athletic league, which is the name PSAL in New York City, um, is it was born in 1903. That's when there were a lot of factories and they wanted obedient boys to work in those factories. And that was part of the reason as to why uh, they, all in every case, even in college, Alonzo Stagg and and um, there was one other coach I can't remember, a yeah. famous guy, uh, started this model. But in public school, it started in 1903 that they were going to copy that model. Like in college sports, it wasn't about the. It, they said it was about the education, but it really became all about winning. Well, it, 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 and the, first of all, the educational system could be its own podcast, to be honest with you. 
the 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 schedule is set up so the kids can go home and farm. I mean, there's no reason we're not in school right now. We should have year-round school. Um, and the and 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 we basically were making factory workers. Literally, there's a bell that rings, and then you go to the next. I mean, you're supposed to be business. Business came very involved in education in the turn of the century as industries started to blossom and boom during that whole period, 1880 yep. to 1920. And um, so that was their method. Now we're looking, now employers are looking for critical thinkers. Now they're looking for problem solvers, decision makers, uh, people with creativity. Right. Uh, and of course, basketball to me is jazz. No. Well, basketball is like <laughs> coaching basketball and coaching baseball are like two separate things. You have so much time. But I mean, what I tell the I tell the kids for they 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 think well, I go what they watch Stranger Things and they go, "Well, that's the 80s." I go, "What are you talking about? I didn't I wasn't carrying a computer around with me at school. You know, if I wanted to call a girl, I told one of my players today at Open Gym, I said, "If I wanted to call a girl, I had to get through dad first." And they go, "What do you mean?" I go, "I had to call her house." And if I was lucky, she picked up. If I wasn't, then I had to talk to mom or dad or sister before I got to her. Yeah, they, they look at me like have, I'm from Mars. I go, "What are you talking about?" Like all things have changed. I know, and it's like and, there was no but, but but one sport, right? Is still using that system of all well, so's education in a lot of respects. Students who can't uh, speak bad speak on the team and have voice in it and i could go into what that would look like but right no written guideline for what is our goal besides teaching drop steps right besides right. treating you know rope trap and rotate right besides treating all, all the sports specific skills that we teach very well but we're missing this opportunity just can you imagine if all of the kids who play sports actually knew that for the rest of their lives they could go out and create an environment where people wanted to be those right. would be the leaders they would go into every single situation and see how can i make this better for all of us um, and know how to do it i mean specifically like part of the step is clapping for everybody saying encouraging words uh uh uh, complimenting people well using uh, their using well i've read just read a paper recently and on, on your your name is the sweetest voice in the world someone my first name is yours is mitch mine's steve if someone says steve i turn right because it's that sound of that's me so when you when you would talk to them you call them by name you make eye contact all oh, of those things it. is so <laughs> But again, I, I teach mathematics. I teach statistics, which kind of makes sense to them because it's kind of TikTok. It's the TikTok world we live in. But for the most part, I have to connect with them to teach them something. To be honest with you, they don't really want. They don't really need or want algebra two. Yeah, I was one of those students. I you really don't need it. Like now, statistics, however, is a whole different ball game because statistics is science and data and the world we live in. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, people are collecting data right now, probably on Zoom. We're using Zoom to do this. They're probably collecting data on us. Google's Absolutely. collecting data on us. TikTok's collecting data on us. Anyway, um, but I think that's right. I think the science is we, the science is so far advanced, and right. education, coaching is not caught up at all. Sports psychology is 120 years old, and we don't use it. No, we have, no. there's a, uh, uh, 
when you combine it with social emotional learning, this the book uh, "Dropping the Ball in High School Athletics" is is uh, one. We have a sports psychologist uh, and a former athletic director, and me, the coach, uh, and we're <clears throat> we're putting together that book. But social, and I'm a social emotional learning person, right? They're like this. If I could do it. Yeah, they're intertwined. They're intertwined for the people. They are exactly yeah. the same findings. Yep. And so social emotional learning, which is, you know, is a, uh, a way to give relationship life skills, emotion manage life skills. You're going to get ticked off. That's okay. That's part of it. How you deal with that is the lessons that are learned from social emotional learning. And it could be cues it could be counting one to ten or doing uh paul pierce once dropped down in the middle of the game because started arguing with the ref again and did three push-ups and then tried to go back because that's what his punishment was for for actually arguing he tried to get out of the habit uh and that we're creatures of habit and um so we have to create new pathways in our minds um to respond Right. Um, you know, and, and, to and, all of our emotions, that social emotional learning in schools, which are where it's embedded in subject matter, um, you could take an English course and just say, okay, what are the emotions of the character? And everybody will start to get familiar. It's a wonderful program at Yale uh, from the Center for Emotional Intelligence called RULER, R U L E R, but that's an acronym. If you put emotion behind each of these words, recognize, that's the first step. Recognize your emotions. Understand them where they come from. Label them so that you can then express them and then finally regulate them. So if you have this great understanding, uh, uh, but recognition is the first in anything. I I mean, I know our time may be coming no, you're good. You're good. You're good. I love that. I was just, I'm literally looking up ruler on Yale's. Is it, is it, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Rule. If you look up ruler program or something, you'll see For Yale. It. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Keep going. So another part of social emotional learning is uh, figuring out how to focus. I have my own way. There are many other ways. I've taught this to kids many times. I do the meditation and the breathing. I have kids, I teach thought recognition. When your mind goes off your breathing, recognize it. You're being distracted. In the game, how often are you distracted? A lot. A lot. Well, (laughs) the thing is, think about basketball too. How many decisions have to be made? It's unlike a baseball player where there's like six hours between pitches. Like a basketball player has to make seven decisions in three seconds. Like, I don't know what kind of game you've been watching at six hours. Well, actually, I once brought you, I have to admit, gin and tonics to, to a softball game that was. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, going to a major league baseball game is really about eating. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and and a cold beer that you just paid twelve bucks for. Right, right. But I mean, it's like okay, well, they they, they, they you have time. Like in a basketball game, you have time, I guess, between quarters or halves. Yeah. But in a baseball game, it's between 
innings, it's like it's like it's the bottom of the seventh. I can go get a beer now. It's like you don't miss anything for the most no. part. I know. So it's- here's where I go from that in order to teach focus. So they begin to practice focusing on breathing, notice, recognize when their thoughts go away, drag their mind back. Then go in, then substitute the coach's voice for the breath and notice when you're not listening or, and practice, as I say to kids, I know you hang on every word of your teachers in class and they start hysterically laughing. And I said, but here's a great chance to practice focus. Right. You know, whenever it happens, recognize it, bring it back. And pretty soon you'll, of course, you'll be able to, if it's boring, you'll be able to move off. Right. You'll know you're moving off. You know, well, it's, it's not it's not wrong to be distracted. Everybody's no. distracted. everybody's distracted. The problem is, and this is what the educators don't understand too, is like if you have a 50 minute class, they can't focus for 50 minutes. No. Like it's it's like you're supposed to chunk it too. I don't remember the study I read. It's like 15 minutes on, five off, 15 on, five off, 50. Like you have to let your brain kind of re-regulate. It's like if you can't I, if I if I was a teacher in those five minutes, I'd be playing George Carlin and having everyone hysterical. Right. Seriously. I, I know. Mean, you know what I mean? That's that's really uh, whatever, you know, the latest comedian is. People love to laugh. I don't understand why politicians don't just hire comedy writers for their ads. They would immediately. I know. Because you remember it. You would remember it. Um, all right. So I'll put all your I'll put all your contact stuff down in the show notes, coach. Um, so we got a couple minutes left here. Well, so, I wanted to finish one thing. Yep. Go in ahead. The middle of the game, people within the teams I've done this with, they call for a timeout when they start losing. We need to focus coach. And they go into meditation right in the middle of the game. Right. Things that they can do better instead of your breath, things that they can do better and their calming influence. And then uh, they, they've come back. Although one coach said to me, yeah, I tried it. The, Sec- two first two times it absolutely worked we got back in the game the third time well coach talent beats everything <laughs> yes yeah, two types of coaches coaches with players and ex-coaches that is true um so no but th- th- what i was circling back to is like so if you could give like so coaches that are listening to this all over the world give them a couple tangible things they could initially do to help their team, like with the social emotional, what give them a couple things for their toolbox, and then hopefully you'll get the book fish finished so they can get the book. But what what be a couple things for their toolbox that are tangible that they could use to help their team or help them become a better coach? Well, one of them is just the exact example I just give. I mean, uh, meditation students, lots of. I don't think people are as fearful of meditation as they used to be what are you crazy or space shop? Or I got one class down in Florida. I was giving, called me a hippie. <laughs> you know why? Because I said to them, you know, you don't have to hate your opponent. You, it's us versus us. How well can you execute what you practice? It's nothing to do with the other team. Well, except with the town, of course. Right, right. But, <laughs> but in, an, you know, in a match game, it really has nothing to do with it. I think the biggest tip is for coaches is mindset. I you have you have to 
be able to create this space that kids love. It's not a serious business. Winning is great, but it's not war. We're not, we're not going to battle. It's actually is very disrespectful to the people who actually have to do that. My father right. was in Iwo Jima. Right. Post-traumatic stress syndrome. Right. You know, it was. Um, so when we say that, you know, it's just like a, a war, it's not. It's not. It's, it's especially not. in public school. Right. You are in a taxpayer funded uh, activity and you should teach them what's the latest available science. And what I would do is go to the athletic director and say, we want to have an actual curriculum so we don't have 20 different messages on 20 different teams. We want an athletic department that is purpose. We right. want to teach them nonspecific skills. And so right. they should advocate. I'm an advocate. I mean, that's what I do. Right. But uh, you should advocate with the athletic director, bring on a rule number one. We'll start with that. And we'll, we'll be the ones that create the curriculum. We don't have to have a fancy outside force, right. force to do it. I'm paying somebody right now to do one, but it's by far not going to be the only one. Doesn't fit the needs of everybody's school. Right. You just have to say, you start with this and think of the results. You will be evaluated on how well you model and teach the skill of creating positive environment. That's how you, what will happen? Well, the yelling coach, I, I can't, I, I, what am I going to do? You're going to change or you're going to leave. Right. Because nothing is more important than the students. Right. The coach is not important. Well, and the problem is the connection too. It's like, I, I mean, I, every day in my class, I tell jokes. I tell, I give every day. There's a life lesson on the wall. Like, like uh, I'll give one right now. Like uh, you should clip your toenails after a shower and they'll go, what are you talking about? And I go, Mr. Col I go, it's a life lesson. It's like, and they go, well, why do you do that? I go, because they're softer. That's why you do it after you take a shower. And they look at me like I'm from Mars, but it, but it, what it does is it starts a conversation. And it, it builds does. trust and, and it, it makes, makes you per and it makes you a person. That's the kicker. And that's it makes the you thing. Human. You can't be a dictator. You need to be a facilitator. You need to ask questions. Like at the very beginning of the year, don't come in with all your expectations written down. Say to them, have a pair share, basically, and ask these kids, what is it that you want to see in your teammate? What values do you want to see? They come up with them amazingly, of course. They're very social emotional learning skills, right. all of them. Right. And um, the coach, if he wants to make it their team so they feel that they're involved, he will or she will uh, say, that's what we're going to do. You, right. you just said, we're going to work to see if we can actually do that together. It, me too. Like right. And, and that's the fun part. It's like, I'm a math teacher. How much do they really need to know all that stuff? They need to know some of it, but they don't remember it. They remember things like I'll tell them like, here's this. They go, what's the, what they'll always like try to get me off task. And they're sometimes they're good at it. They go, what, what's the meaning of life coach? And how can I be happy? And I go, here's what you need to do. You need to find something you love to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. That you're good at that. The world needs and that they're willing to pay you. If you find those four things, you'll be extremely happy. And then I'll go, well, and then I'll, then I'll go about teaching. I said, I love teaching. I think I'm pretty good at it. Most of the time I'm a stats teacher. So I go, I'm in the average, at least I'm pretty good at it. I get paid for it kind of, 
All right. And the world needs it. So the only one that really is not hitting is the pay one for teachers. So I said, but I can live with that because I have other ways of making money. So I found three of the four. I'm happy. Like it's a good life. I've had a great life. Yeah. Passion is everything. It is. It's like, and then I always use the example. I said, I, I sing. I'm horrible. My daughter's really good. I'm horrible singer. So I might love it. The world needs singers. What's your favorite song that you sing? I I, I tend to sing Christmas songs. To be I think see, so. I think all of your listeners and viewers will want you to now sing a song. No, they're not. Like I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Is why I have this deep, like Statler brother voice, like the uh, deep Statler brothers. But anyway, yeah. but I said, but no one wants to hear me sing, and no <laughs> one's gonna pay for it. So I said, that's the problem is you got to find that, find people that are mentors for you that will tell you the honest truth that Steve, you can't really say. Well, that's self-awareness, perspective taking uh, of yourself. I, you know, compared to someone else, I'm not as good. Right. And where that is inaccurate, a, co- a good coach is going to sit down right. and go through. Well, let's take dribbling. How well can you dribble through your legs? You know, right. just this is logic. We're not downing you. Love your effort. Find something good to say to that person because I'm sure there is right. if you're on your team already. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, get this is where you really fit in. Right. So. Well, a good coach. Here's what a good coach. Honestly. Right. A good coach does this. A good coach accentuates the positive and hides right. the negative. It's like a T. Te- I mean, if you're a good shooter, I'm going to try to get you shots. And if you can't defend off ball, then I'm going to find a way that I can hide your weakness. We're going to work on that weakness and we're going to try to make it better. Right. And then you're going to set a goal. Yeah. Cover the weak side cutter. Right. That's a, that's a good goal. That's, you know, because uh, that's what everybody should be doing. Right. 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 So um, yeah. So these are ways in which you um, like, even in math, it teaches you logic. Right. Well, that's what I tell them. They go, what do you ever need this? I go, this is, you don't, will you need the law of cosines? No, never probably in your life, unless you're going to be an engineer or whatever. But I, I, I'm teaching to problem solve. I said, you're going to have to problem solve your entire life. Like, how do I make this payment? Oh my gosh, my water heater broke at 2 a.m. What do I'm going to do? And this, the water's leaking. I said, you're problem solving all the time in everything. That's all I'm trying to teach you to do. Be a problem solver. Um, yeah, that's the thing about school. It teaches you things that might be useless, but are actually instructing you on greater theories that you're a you problem solver. Because shoot, they can Google half the stuff they learn in school. You, yeah, and right <laughs> on their phone in an instant. Right, and they get it in two seconds. All right, any parting words, Coach? I will put all your contact stuff down below. So if people want to get a hold of you, I think all this stuff you're doing is great. Well. Um, I it, have people go on getpsychsports.org. Um, it's very simple site. I'm very aware of you only want to spend three seconds on a page. <laughs> so, but it has the bulleted items that we just talked about. Um, and um, soon I'm beginning uh, soon uh, a campaign nationally called End Abusive Coaching. And it will have its own website, which we're working on. Uh, And I hope you'll join in on that because there's no reason that we have children suffering emotional abuse. And that's good compared to the physical, 
but wide, more widespread. Emotional abuse is more widespread if you're a coach that actually manipulates children as opposed to having a really a loving and tender and careful relationship with them then coaching is not for you. It, it's well, not it for actually you. It's only for you. And right. it's not for the children. Well, and I also tell, I also tell my youth coaches, you don't want to be a kid's last coach in that sport ever. Like you want them to love what they're doing. It should be fun. It should be joyful. It should be right. memories that they're going to carry with them the rest of their life. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you, coach. I think what you're doing is great and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank, Thank you. you very I hope much. I visit you again at a later time. Yes. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join 14 day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like Apple five star review. That would be good. All right. Maybe have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.